0: Hello there, talking Fight fans. Thank you for joining me once again here on Boxing News Today. And today we're going to start off uh, with uh, something we missed on the weekend shows, uh, something uh, that we normally talk about on uh, the follow-ups with respect to knockouts, great knockouts. And I just wanted to report on a great knockout uh, by a fellow by the name of Alberto Amara. Who scored a sensational one-punch knockout in his victory? Lightweight standout Alberto Almora won his 11th consecutive bout by scoring a sensational one-punch knockout of 2012 Olympian William Ancarcion Friday, July 28th at the Caribe Royale in Orlando, Florida. This is courtesy of our friends down at uh, Box Lab Promotions, their Night of Champions number four live on cbs sports network umara uncorked a vicious right uppercut in the second round that knocked and out cold and remained on the canvas for a few minutes was able to get back on his feet where he was met with a round of applause from the crowd the time of stoppage was one minute 51 seconds just thought i'd uh Mention that because we had missed it uh, in our recaps and reports and reviews of the recent fights. Upcoming fights include Britain's Terry Harper, who will take on Norway's Cecilia Breakhouse for the WBA and WBO Super Welterweight titles, and is set to take place on October 7th in Sheffield, in the United Kingdom. They were scheduled to fight uh, in May, but Breakhouse had to withdraw on the morning of the fight because of illness. The bout will now take place on the undercard of the WBA featherweight title fight between Lee Wood and Josh Warrington at the Utilita Arena. And a bit more on that uh, is upcoming. Um, Said Harper, it would have been a shame for it never to happen. When the fight fell through last time, I salt for the weekend. But thanks to Matt Shroom and Eddie Hearn, I was back in the gym following the following Monday, ready for another fight week. Looking back, this experience has made me a stronger fighter with even more experience now gained. Harper, 26, holds the WBA title, while 41-year-old Brickhouse is attempting to become a two-weight two world champion after holding the undisputed belt at welterweight. Following two defeats by Jessica Caskill, Breakhouse decided to move up a division. Cecilia is an icon of the sport and has already done everything I want to achieve, said Harper. That's why me and my team are so keen to pursue this fight. I see this fight as a passing of the baton and another stepping stone towards my ultimate goal of becoming undisputed at the weight. Good stuff from the women. All right. Let's move along to the men and a little bit of a a wee controversy said Adam Baskin at BoxingNews24.com. He said, in a strange move, the WBC has given Devin Haney uh lightweight champion in recess tag, allowing him to move up to light welterweight to challenge champion Regis Progress in October, which I've been reporting on for the past couple of weeks. And now it's going to happen, it seems. Heavy, uh, Haney being demoted to champion in recess essentially means... He's been stripped of his WBC lightweight title. That's what it comes down to. A Haney no longer champion, but he can fight for the belt against the next champion. The WBC's WBC says Haney, 30-0, by the way, 15 knockouts, can return to the 135-pound division and challenge for his former title with a 50-50 split. But the odds of a Haney agreeing to fight Shakir Stevenson for the WBC belt are about zero, says. Adam Baskin. So what makes this a strange decision? Typically, the World Boxing Council gives the champion recess tag to their belt holders that are injured or inactive for whatever reason. The WBC Board of Governors' decision to give Haney the tag suggests that they're looking out for him because he really should have been stripped because he's bypassing the lightweight mandatory Shakur Stevenson to go up to 140 for his own personal reasons, which involve these three things according to basket number one money number two capturing the wbc 140 pound title gives him a bargaining chip to negotiate a fight with Teo fimo lopez the wbo champ and number three legacy to become a two division champ and most would agree that haney won't try to win back his belt because that would uh, likely mean fighting shakur who devon recently offered 25% and was firm with that offer. Um, the current WBC lightweight rankings are interesting. Number one, um, Vasyl Lomachenko. Number two, Shakur Stevenson. Number three, Isaac Cruz Jr., who we saw recently. Number four, William Zepeda. Number five, Frank Martin. Number six, Edwin De Los Santos. And number seven, Jermaine Ortiz. Number eight, Artem Haritian. Um, Number nine, Shachiro Yoshino, number ten; Raymond uh, Maritella, number eleven; George Combozos Jr., number twelve; Maxi Hughes, number thirteen; Francesco Batera, number fourteen; Michelle Rivera, and number fifteen, Key Sean Davis. So, who will step up against Shakur? That will be interesting. Alrighty. Uh, in other news, going back across the pond, let's have a quick look at. Uh, the kickoff press conference for the Lee Wood-Josh Warrington fight. These two British guys are going to go at it, and are creating a bit of a buzz before that fight. WBA uh, featherweight champ Lee Wood, 27-3, 16 knockouts, and former two-time champ uh, Josh Warrington, 31-2-1, 8 knockouts, announced their all-British WBA featherweight world title at a press conference in Leeds. I believe that took place yesterday. The bout took place. Uh, on neutral ground at the Utilta Arena, uh, the bout will take place. On neutral ground at the Utilta Arena in Sheffield, uh, on Saturday, October 7th, and it was going to be shown live worldwide on the Zone. Lee Wood said at the conference, "I don't take, I don't take confidence from knowing Lara beat Josh, and that I beat Lara. I take confidence in the fact that I know I'm a better fighter. It has taken me so long to prove this." I've waited a long time for this fight to happen. For his part, Josh Warrington replied, there's mutual respect. We don't have to be shouting and screaming or chucking tables at each other to have a barnstormer of a fight. I went into the Lopez fight after jaw surgery and I was just too worried about it getting whacked. There you have it. Uh, Also, from across the pond, we see that according to Wasserman boxing promoter at Cali Sutherland. He's revealed that Chris Eubank Jr. has split from his trainer, Roy Jones Jr., ahead of his upcoming rematch with Liam Smith, because he wants to do something a bit different. Four division world champion Jones had been in Eubank's corner for his last four fights, including the first stoppage defeat of the 33 year old career at the hands of Smith of Liam Smith in round four of their January contest. And with the rematch looming, Land told uh, Boxing Social that Eubank has decided to go in a different direction, appointing a different trainer and adopting a new game plan and approach to making weight. Said he wants to do something a bit different for this fight, for the rematch. Obviously, when you lose the first fight, you have to get, uh, you have to got, to, you just have to get to, you have got to adjust things. Uh, he's training like a beast in Las Vegas. He's going to come in with a bit of a different game plan this time, and that's really what this is all about. He's been around the block. He grew up in an institutionalized boxing family, around boxing gyms, and uh, camps his whole life. He knows exactly what he's doing, and on September 2nd, you're going to see some fireworks. I know you'll see on Instagram, these at parties and whatever in Las Vegas, but he's getting in two massive sessions a day. The approach to weight will be very different in this fight as well, that pound under sounds so little, but at the same time, it is a lot. It's been misunderstood over the last two fights where he's come in one pound under for no reason. And that's something he's going to be looking at. On the split, Jones said it was partly due to other commitments on his side. Eubank will face his Liverpoolian rival on September 2nd with a new man in his corner as he aims to avenge the first knockout loss of his career live on Sky Sports box office moving along to other intriguing news while i was skirting the headlines looking at the upcoming jake paul nate diaz fight i found an interesting article with respect to his past of which i knew nothing about and it came courtesy of a netflix documentary uh, called untold jake paul the problem child whereby on this Logan Paul, his brother, said that he was actually worried for Jake Paul's life after a series of controversies throughout their YouTube careers uh, and prior to Jake Paul becoming the boxer that he is today. Six and one, I believe. Um, Logan said, I mean, both my dad and I felt worried for my brother's life. Jake's always been pretty emotionally unpredictable and volatile. There was a point where we both legitimately concerned uh, that Jake was going to kill himself. In 2017, oh, six years ago, uh, Los Angeles KDLA number five reported on Jake Paul's neighbors who had grown irate regarding his disruptive behavior. And that same year, Logan Paul came under fire for showing what appeared to be a dead body hanging from a tree in a forest in Japan. Jake Paul has been accused of scamming young fans by selling them educational programs on becoming rich and famous online and was charged with criminal trespassing and unlawful assembly for remaining in a Scottsdale Fashion Square uh, mall uh, where protesters were asked to leave the area in 2020 and he was accused of sexual assault by TikToker Justine Paradise in 2021 according uh, to Carla Rodriguez of Complex. Model Riley Lowley later came out later that year and also accused Paul of sexual misconduct, while his ex-girlfriend, Alyssa Violet, said he emotionally and mentally abused her during their relationship. In recent years, Jake Paul has pivoted, as I said earlier, into a boxer, seizing on the growing popularity of the sports subgenre of celebrity fights and MMA crossover matchups. The 26-year-old is, as I said, six and one in his professional bouts, most recently losing, however, to Tommy Fury, the younger brother of heavyweight champ Tyson Fury. And as I said, next up, UFC uh Nate, USV, former UFC superstar, uh Nate Diaz. And uh <laughs> said Jake Paul about that in the Netflix documentary. I wasn't happy. Boxing made me feel alive again. Uh-huh. All right. speaking of most valuable promotions uh, the company that jake paul did set up in the in the, in the wake of approaching the boxing world i'll give him credit for for a couple of things um, and one is taking on amanda serrano for example uh, admittedly uh, jake paul was the first boxer uh, signed to most valuable promotions which was founded by paul and an advisor Nakisa badarian um, and they went on after signing Jake Paul, I might add, who then went on to fight, Tyler, as we all know, Tyron Woodley, Anderson Silva, and Tommy Fury. Uh, they then went on to fight site, sign fighter uh, Amanda Serrano. She's a, a seven-division world champ and teamed up with Paul to make a dream fight against Katie Taylor in 2022. She had her 28-fight win streak snapped by Taylor, losing in her bid to become undisputed lightweight champion. But she has since won two in a row, beating Erica Cruz in February to become the undisputed featherweight champ, and now has 47 wins and 30 of them via knockout, and recently became a millionaire thanks to her partnership with Paul. Uh, second up, Shadacia Green. Green is a former Team USA star and won silver at the 2016 World Championships, making her pro debut in 2019. She's won three fights in 2022. The recent signing of MVP beat Aline Katsidouros in her most recent fight and as a possible contender for Savannah Marshall, the undisputed super middleweight champion. My motto is be phenomenal or be forgotten. A mantra that fits so perfectly with the team that Jake and Nikita have created, said Green. We're striving for greatness together. And I can't wait to work side by side with them for this next phase of my career. Up, up next, as we reported a few months ago, Ashton Silve. Silve got signed by Paul and is promoted as Boxing's Future, the 19-year-old turned pro in 2020, and has won all but one fight, via knockout. H2O, as he's, it's called, was signed by Paul and MVP in April 2022 and has competed under Paul's most valuable prospects brand, defeating Adam Kapinga in May via unanimous decision. And finally, we come to Javon Walton, Who's their most recent signing. And Walton is known as Ashtray. And on the HBO show, uh, Euphoria, he's also appeared on the Umbrella Academy, Utopia, and Samaritan. Uh, Samaritan, sorry. Um, so I guess he's a bit of an actor as well. But outside of acting, Walton competes at an amateur level in the boxing world. He's a multi-time junior regional champion and a two-time junior olympic champion as a silver medalist Uh, the 70 year old will eventually join the pro ranks under the mvp brand Uh, we see this as an incredible opportunity to make a big impact on juana's entrance into professional boxing the way nikisa and jake have been able to disrupt the boxing promotion business in such a considerably short period of time is inspiring We're honored to be MVP's youngest signee, said Walton's coach and father, DJ Walton. And there, my friends, you have it for today. Another exciting episode of Boxing News today here on Talk and Fight. Hope you enjoyed it. Start to finish. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on. Bye-bye.